0: Hello and welcome. I'm your hostess, Tanai, and I'm an intuitive coach. I help people feel fully self-expressed in their lives and relationships by learning to accept and love every part of themselves. For the past 10 years, I've worked with all kinds of sex and relationship experts to heal my own commitment phobia to find out that there's actually no such thing. I'm ready to share everything that I've learned, so this podcast is my opportunity to debunk commitment phobia. So drop all your preconceived notions and tune in to hear what I've learned along my journey about what it takes for people to really create authentic and intimate connections. This is Commitment Fove. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Commitment Fove. Today I have a very special guest, Dr. Lenore Murciano Luna. And I worked with her for a, over, a little over half a year, and she was my healer and acupuncturist and herbologist. Is that how you, who you say it? Mm-hmm. Herbologist? You could say that. Yeah. And um, I cannot even, I cannot describe what she does and who she is in my own words. And so would you please tell my listeners who you are and what you do? Wow.
1: Okay. Um, thank you so much for having
0: me that's a pretty loaded question but
1: I will do my best um, I figured <laughs> so um, <clears throat> yes my name is dr Lenore Murciano Luna and um, I'm the founder of conscious feminine medicine and um, also you know I've been uh, a practitioner for 23 years and um, I've studied I have a pretty eclectic background I Basically what I do, if you could narrow it down, is I help women heal on all levels. Um, I help women really connect with the sacredness within their being, um, their divinity, which in my opinion is really where the healing begins. It's the real, true, transformational healing of the soul, of the heart, Um That sometimes, you know, presents itself in either physical disorders, emotional disorders, depression, anxiety, Mm -hmm. things like that, that a lot of us, you know, feel throughout our lives and really don't know how to address them. Or we may only address them in one way on the physical, Mm -hmm. you know, or through, you know, different things to do. And my work is all about, yes, we want to acknowledge these and address these. Um, but really we want to do the deep transformational work of, of, you know, really working with the shadow, working with our conditioning, working with the patterns that, you know, that we have been, um, you know, conditioned by, and a lot of it is unconscious, but they're showing up, you know, they're showing up in how we feel, they show up in, you And how our bodies, you know, what our bodies are manifesting, our bodies, you know, really tell the whole story. Um, and we just have to learn how to listen, be with and invite the transformation. And it's really about connecting with the essence of who you are, you know, your soul essence, your feminine soul essence, um, which is a whole other (laughs) category. But yeah, it's really about that. It's, it's, it's a part, it's an aspect of really, of self-realization and reclaiming your essence your divinity your divine nature.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well said <laughs> because yeah what what I was going to say is like I came to you because I wanted to heal different symptoms in my body um mm-hmm. you know I had I had been suffering from very intense UTI symptoms and vaginal symptoms um and what we did was we healed these symptoms through an emotional, physiological, and spiritual level. And through so many of these things that I healed in our sessions, I got my power back. I let more love in. I really got connected to the fact that I am pure love. And I felt this sense of I'm perfect just as I am. And all there is to do is love. Love what already is, which is, you know, when, when you're saying reconnect to our divinity, like that's how I experience it that I am perfect just the way I am. And there were all these parts of myself that I was angry at because of the pain. Right. And uh, facing that was really important. And then and then loving it, you know, letting letting love pour in in all these dark places that I wasn't letting it in.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, you hit upon a few things. Um, a lot of women that I've worked with and usually, you know, feel like their body has betrayed them in some way. You know, because they're feeling, you know, um, some kind of disorder or something that they've lived with, even if it's just emotional, you know, we, you know, anxiety, fear, you know, that really takes over our lives. And, um, and so, you know, so in a way, we feel rejected, I mean, um, betrayed by our own bodies. And, um and we get very angry. And we, you know, and it's almost like then we start working against each other, against ourselves, because we feel like our body's already working against ourselves. And so we have to unravel, and really start to understand, um, you know, where are these symptoms coming from? Like, why, why is this manifesting? What is the body, you know, trying to tell me? And, and it's not about understanding it with our mind, we actually go into the body, into like really listening with the heart, listening with the soul so that you could just feel into it. And 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 the emotions are there and whatever is arising, usually what happens is that these symptoms are part of a bigger picture of, you know, symptoms or conditioning, like I mentioned earlier, that um, need to be resolved, that are waiting to actually... Be merged into the love, right? These are aspects of ourselves that we have rejected um, for whatever reason, you know, in our conditioning. And they're coming up. And when we don't listen, because we don't know how to listen, we haven't been taught to really just love ourselves unconditionally. You know, we're very programmed, especially for women, um, in the system that we live in, in this patriarchy. So there's a lot of conditioning of, how we should be, what, you know, how we should look, how, you know, how to, you know, behave, you know, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. And, you know, we're now in a time where we're breaking through all those patterns consciously, you know, we're bringing it up to the consciousness and breaking. It's like, well, no, why, why do I have to, you know, listen to that? But they've been ingrained in us for thousands of years for, you know, for, for generations. And and that's part of when we start to understand, oh wait a minute, you know, my body's not really against me, you know, my body's really trying to bring this up to heal, you know, and and most of the symptoms are going to be, we already talked about, you know, the emotional. But in the physical body for women, it's going to be in in that in those areas that we identify as feminine, right? So in our reproductive system, in our breasts, you know, and, you know, UTI is very common and fertility, very common.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And so it's really kind of like understanding and shifting our thinking to, okay, if we really subscribe to we living in a in a universe that is. Um, a loving universe, you know, and our bodies are really not against us, then what, what's going on? Mm-hmm. What is, you know, why am I suffering with this, you know, daily or monthly or however it's showing up? Like what, what's going on here? Right. Um, yeah. And starting to kind of go within that, you know, into, into that pathway to start unwinding it and listening and listening. And what happens is that we start to become you know reconnected. We start to reclaim these lost parts of ourselves. We start to reclaim you know the healer within. We start to reclaim the truth, you know that oh we are the truth. You said earlier the love, you know, the love. It's like you are the love. It's not even about loving yourself. It's about going all the way through to your essence to that divine part of you and recognizing, oh, yes, I am the love. Like, I am that, you know, I am that fountain.
0: Yeah. So before, so before we connect yeah. <laughs> that, you know, no, yeah, that, that was so good. I know, I can and I so want to, no, but I, I want to connect that back to, you know, the role that that plays in something like the fear of intimacy, fear of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. But first, I'd love for you to tell us, you know, in, in, in short words, how you came to this work of, um, you know, helping women heal. Wow. Okay. So, um,
1: for me, since I was very young, um, you know, I was really, uh, I think I was, I was raised with a lot of women around me. And I, you know, the women and the, my family, you know, the family system of origin, you know, I really, um, could feel, I was a very sensitive child and, um, I could really feel, a lot of, um, I don't even know what to call it. I mean, we could call it now fear. You could call it anxiety. But at that age, I think I would just feel like unhappiness. You know, like nobody was really happy. Like everybody was like struggling and and suffering and kind of like just in in this uh, unhappy. I mean, unhappy is not the word I want to use, but it yeah, kind it's of just discurs- like
0: just dealing with, right? It's, stress. it's like this, yeah. this stress, you know, mm-hmm. going on.
1: And you know that was one thing, and I kind of very early on, I kind of made um some kind of determination or vow, or it could have been you know it could have been a you know I came in with that you know on the soul level, who knows but I was very aware early on that I kind of was vowed to there must be a better way, like this cannot be my life like I'm not. I don't want to grow up and live in this. Like I, I am, you know, in this unhappiness and this distress and this struggle. Um, yeah, it was like this constant struggle, you know, emotionally, physically, there wasn't a lot of like joy and fun and, you know, and that kind of energy. And, um, so that was, you know, that was one thing. And then secondly, what added to that was, um, I had a near death experience at the age of six, which which created a lot of trauma. It was a car accident and created a lot of trauma, which um of course back then i didn't know it was trauma, but a lot of fear, a lot of terror and I did not really have an outlet for that, and so I you know it wasn't something that was talked about. it was almost like, oh, I actually didn't even speak for weeks after that accident and right. I don't remember ever like going to a therapist or talking about it. It was almost like out of sight, out of mind. We don't want to go there. You know, Um, it was almost like people were afraid to actually start diving into the deeper emotions of fear (laughs) because, you know, they didn't really know what to do, even though I as a child could feel everybody's fear was the most interesting thing. So, so that was, you know, on a personal level, Um, I wanted to really heal that I wanted to, I wanted to live a life that was connected with joy and find like a deeper meaning to life other than what I was seeing around in my family system. Um, interestingly enough, my mother, I was raised with my mother, um, alone and she, you know, she was a meditator and she would take me like, she was very progressive for, you know, for, for her time. And she would take me to meditate, literally, you know, I would be going into, you know, in, in New York City to some guru where they would shut out all the lights, and I would be on the floor meditating, you know, seven year old, eight year old, <laughs> for like a couple of hours in the dark. So I was used to meditating, I was used to, you know, very early on, I got introduced to some of these philosophies, which was kind of the way in, and I myself at age twenty decided I was going to start meditating on my own. And I connected with um Shadvita Sananda, which, you know, she came through in Florida where I was living at the time. And I got connected with that guru. And so that started my search for spiritual. It's like what, you know, spiritual truths and understanding the difference that I see between how I was raised, um, and what has kind of evolved with my work is that the philosophy was there, but the embodiment wasn't. It's like we had all the concepts, you know, all the concepts. I was exposed to the concepts, but emotionally, there was still all this fear, all this terror. And so my journey has been to really, you know, okay, you know, we understand that we might understand the level of the heart and the soul to some degree. And we have all of these wonderful new age, you know, understandings. But how do we actually, you know, practically, how do we heal this, you know, anxiety or this ongoing fear, you know, this whole nervous system or even, you know, we sometimes now refer to it as trauma. And in my opinion, if we're we're in a feminine, in a female body, if you're a woman, (laughs) there's trauma. Because, you know, it's just coming through collectively, you know, either for yourself or your lineage, you know, um, or for the past lives leading up to this one. And we're here, you know, we're here to heal that. If you're aware, if you're listening to this podcast, most likely, you know, we're here to heal that. And so that's been really the quest and the journey to, you know, to really feel, um, be able to feel the joy and not the joy that comes from something outside of us that's fleeting, but it's really the state, it's a state of being and it's, we call it our divinity. It's really the divine consciousness. And more importantly, it's the feminine, which, you know, has been absent in our world for, you know, the last 5,000 years. But before that it was very present and very, Normal know.
0: yeah, specifically that with you know saying that the feminine has been missing. Mm-hmm. how does that play a role in something like the fear of intimacy and the fear of um of being in a relationship um how does that play a role? I think that
1: you know the feminine component is really the aspect you know well it, it manifests in in several ways, but it's really the deep love it's really understanding. I mean, if there, there's many answers to that. I know, that I know, I know. It's a big I one. I know. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> I think one, I know my mind just went into like 10 different. it's like, wait, reel it yeah. back. I think the most important one is this, is this, um, understanding and embodiment of love, right? So the feminine is the embodiment of, of knowing love, feeling love, being love, and really connecting with that, that consciousness within us that is love and if we're not if we're disconnected from that then we spend our lives looking for love out there mm-hmm. right because we're connected with our neediness right our neediness is is our humanity it's like we want to feel the love yeah. and, and why
0: uh, and you know you mentioned like if we're not connected to that love why aren't we like why what, what causes us to have that disconnect from the love
1: Well, because we're, because we're not trained because again, the feminine, so, right. We have been disconnected from that aspect of love and, and through either religious beliefs or the system of patriarchy that we're still in. It's like, we, it, it makes us search outside for Mm. things.
0: Right? It, right. It, so so instead of, like, basically what you're saying is we've conditioned to be living out of a place of fear, not love.
1: Well, right. That's the paradigm. Right. Yeah. That's the paradigm. And so we don't learn this. And we mm-hmm. have been conditioned to, you know, to those that, you know, that could speak to God, for example, or to the divine mm-hmm. is someone outside of ourselves. So we've been, we've, we've had that, mm-hmm. that reality, that power taken away from us and to the point where. You know, the body and the feminine body has been shamed, you know, and rejected and also blamed for like, for all the sins of humanity. Right. So, I mean, (laughs) this goes really deep. And in that way, it's like, you know, for us to connect with our divinity. I mean, in most religions, that's, you know, that's taboo. We don't go there. That's blasphemy, right? To say, well, yes, I'm divine. I'm an, I'm an expression of the divine. And, the, and I can connect to the divine right here, right now in, in one breath. You know, that's not something that, you know, that we were raised with most of us. And that's been a part of this patriarchal system where it's, you know, where all of our power, our sacred power, our power of knowing that we are sacred, we are holy, that we are divine as well as human. We're both, right? And if we're disconnected from like, Half of our essence, then we're essentially always in separation and always in fear. Hmm. Right? Because like, what makes you safe? Something outside of yourself or someone that maybe, you know, gives you the right answer or gives you, you know, the right, whatever it is that you're seeking at the moment, validation. but can easily, yeah, take it away. Right? right. So it, it perpetuates this fear. The separation, because we think we're, you know, and then we don't even understand, like, what are we doing here? You know, what are, what is our life about? And so we're in this perpetual fear in separation, mm-hmm. right? Which is also part of like our whole egoic expression, right? Our egos are usually in separation. And, and it's like, how can we go into a deep intimacy with someone else if we're really in fear? There's always, it's almost like always a fear of losing something or not having something or being dependent on something or someone. But when we realize that this fountain of, you know, of source, you know, of God, of the divine, of the of great mother, as I call it, mm-hmm. is really within and we have access to that. So, and then it doesn't mean that we don't have relationship. It doesn't mean that we're not needy and that we don't want things. Of course we can, we can have everything that we, you know, we can still go after everything that we want, but it's not out of desperation. You know, it it's, it's with a greater detachment because we, it's almost like our, our well is full and we have access to that and we can drink from that and we're not starving. You know, we're not desperate. Which which creates, you know, I'm sure you've talked about here, you know, codependency and addiction on other, on other things to make us feel good.
0: Yeah. Oh. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so so, you know, I'm I'm sure like all of these realizations were what how do you then create conscious feminine medicine? Right. So what exactly how do you define conscious feminine medicine?
1: Um, it's really, you know, this understanding, it's a it's a system. And it's really an understanding of that you are the medicine, it's like you are the medicine that you need. You know, it's like whatever you think you're needing on the outer to fulfill you, whether it's, you know, it's a new program, or a new car, or a new boyfriend, or a new, whatever. It's like, There's a certain quality that you're looking for, whether it's validation or, you know, maybe you're even your, you know, validation is your self-worth or, you know, whatever flavor of that neediness you're needing, it's within you, it's within you. And it's about, and the journey is to take responsibility for your emotions, you know, Mm -hmm. how you're feeling, realizing that nobody else is really, um, here to, it's not anybody else's responsibility how you feel. You know, that's all on you, right? Yeah, so could it's like give, cutting could you give through. us an
0: example of that so that, you know. Well, it's like cutting through that victimization,
1: you know, that when we feel like a victim, like, oh, they did this to me and now, you know, and now I'm angry and they've ruined my day. Well, yes, they might have done that to you, whatever that was. But the truth is you have a choice in that moment. And you might feel angry, but then you can take that in and, and sit with your anger, you know, and sit with your anger and move through it. Because remember, at the core, you are the essence, you're the love. And it's like, why, why would you not give yourself the love in that place? It's like, I'm really angry. angry, I'm going to sit with my, my anger, and let it dissolve into the love. And maybe I want I don't know, maybe I want some hot chocolate now, or maybe I want to sit here, you know, mm-hmm. and do some breathing. Or maybe I want to just go out for five minutes in in nature and, and you know, just kind of breathe in nature and, and restore that sense of worthiness that I felt, you know, that kind of like I felt unworthy when they did that. You know, it's like bringing yourself back to what you need, reconnecting to your essence, mm-hmm. Giving yourself what you need, inviting that quality in, because we all we we have the ability to do that, you know, to, to transform, um, to connect with the wisdom. That's another thing. You you are the wisdom. The wisdom comes through you.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you're the healer, you're the love. I mean, you are the the love, the uncompassionate, the unconditional mm-hmm. compassion. Uncompassion. So all of these qualities. I know, right? <laughs> all these qualities, we carry it in our heart. Right. We're responsible to make ourselves feel right. good. It's nobody else's responsibility. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, you know, a lot of the work that we've done together involves me sort of facing facing that fear and just staying with it. And we all have that in different ways, right? We all have sort of like our existential crisis where there's this yeah. moment where we feel like we're going to die. And it's it's something really small. Like, you know, someone embarrassing us or um, someone pulling the rug underneath us. Um, and for me, it very much had to do with that fear of, you know, fear of vulnerability and fear of being seen. And so right. why why is that? Like, why is it an important proce- part of the process in healing to face that fear and be with it? Right. And what exactly is happening when you do that with a client?
1: Yeah, so that's a very good question. So fear, fear is really... Um, like the gateway to our, to like the door of our divinity, right? So fear is the gateway. So most of us are used to functioning from our minds, from our heads, right? Yeah. And then we, you know, learn things and there are all these concepts and we can regurgitate them. But that doesn't mean that we actually have them already integrated in our being, right? Doesn't mean that we default to that. It just means that we know it in our heads. We know, we know these rules. And a lot of times what has to happen in order for us to actually integrate them is this, is this process of facing the unknown. Because when we face the unknown, which is where the fear comes in, right? When we face the fear, there's usually on the, on parallel to that is this place of not knowing. You know, it's like, if I let go of this, you know, so we hold on to our conditioned patterns, even if we're miserable in them because of the fear of the unknown. Again, because we don't, we don't feel safe. Like, what are we going to actually, you know, dissolve into? You know, we don't know. We've been, you know, we've been conditioned that you're it, you know, you, you're you it and you have to rely on something else for your strength. So this gateway once we we pro, we connect with the fear and we open up and surrender into the fear of the unknown then we can actually what happens is we actually allow this whole other dimension you know that you could call your divine dimension spirituality but it's like the spiritual intelligence that's actually governing your whole existence right now your body Inside all of the processes of your body, even this conversation that we're having, right? There's this, we can all agree that there's this intelligence that's that's here, that's taking place. And when we let go, it's like letting go of the reliance on our mind and through the heart where we face the fear, we surrender into the fear, the fear dissolves. And then and then it's like then this essence, the essence of your being starts to kind of meet you, meet you, kind of rise up and then you can feel the source. You can feel it in your body because it's tangible. It's not an idea. It's actually you can feel it viscerally in your body. And that's where we can connect with our divinity, with our wisdom, with the joy, with the bliss.
0: Right, and in that moment, it's like you've you face that fear on your own. You've you know, well, in a safe space too, because of course it's right, you know, while well in a session. Sometimes, with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. You sometimes face it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so now you you almost create this like stream of safety, of like an energy of safety in your body, right? And and that's when you can surrender to the love that you felt wasn't safe to connect to. Right. Well, um,
1: you're just okay. surrendering because. When you surrender into the fear, you're actually surrendering into the fear of the unknown. Mm. But the, the love is a concept still. Because when you're in fear, you don't feel right. safe. The love is really a, in that moment. I'm just talking in that moment. Like, you yeah. know that because you've been through that. Yeah. But in that moment, it's like you just literally like it's almost like, you know, that's why the Sufis call it you die before you die. Because it is a feeling of death. Because yeah, it's a depth of what control. you've known to that moment. Mm-hmm. You're really surrendering that thought, that pattern in you. You know, you're really surrendering um, just really, it's just a thought. It's an aspect of you, the way that you've been functioning to that moment. It's, a, it's an aspect of your personality. and And the fear has been there to really, believe it or not, the fear has been there for survival, it's like it's been protecting you in a way. Because if if you're not connected to anything else, and you have to make it on your own and survive, you know, it's like, you don't want to go there. You know, it's like, you don't want to, you understand? So the fear has kept you kept you safe. But when you're realizing that, okay, I don't, I, there's more now, you know, my, my psyche, understands that there's another dimension here that's just it's like it's underneath that fear it's really the the basis of my existence and i can now let go of this fear i i'm willing to like just let it go i'm willing to step into it breathe into it and and surrender it wow and there's and it's a process of surrendering it's not a doing you know and and i i kind of like um you know, I I feel a little uneasy when I say you let it go because you we don't let it go. It's like all we can do is feel it, right. breathe into it, and allow.
0: Right. Yes. Allow, allow is like, like your do. allow is the word. word. Yes. Allow <laughs> because it's
1: not doing. The minute you start engaging in doing, you're in your separation. It's like you just allow, and it's like it's like the ocean. It's like it literally just parts, and then all of this. Essence, you know, just kind of starts to rise. And it, that's that, that's that second, second step of the, um, feminine, um, healing, which is the spiritual alchemy. There's this alchemy that happens. If you think in terms of vibration, it's like the fear is a denser vibration and the love, because in that moment, even though you're in fear, you're also in love because you're allowing, you're trusting, you're saying, "Okay, I, I'm offering this up. I don't want to live in this sphere anymore. I know that this is not my ultimate truth, mm-hmm. and I, and I want to surrender this. And in that moment, with with your permission, because you have free will, <laughs> it like it, it's able to transform, and then the frequency changes because I know you have felt it in your body." Your frequency Absolutely. changes, and then there's all this light, literally light you could see, you could feel it, you know it's like this tingling, this vibration, it's like you've shifted frequencies, and the frequency of your essence, your soul, your light, in connection with of course you know all around us, there's that consciousness frequency, right yeah, um
0: yeah, and and, and then how that are,
1: starts to happen yeah, yeah
0: how how are the ways that you've seen? With clients that the fear shows up as symptoms in the body. Like what are some common oh, symptoms? Yeah, all the time. So, you know, in my latest
1: book I talk about the first world um feminine disorders, which right. are, you know, these these disorders that are all from our stress and this disconnection from our essence, right? So it's autoimmune issues, it's reproductive issues, you know, UTIs. I mean, our period, you know, when we get our periods, all the pain associated. I mean, that doesn't have to be there. You know, a lot of that is connected with how we repress unconsciously being a woman and what that even means and our own inner conflict with that, our shame. You know, and again, it's not, you know, a lot of it is unconscious, but we feel shame. We feel shame of our bodies. If our bodies aren't this way, or we don't look like that, or if our hair isn't this way or whatever whatever it is, you know, that. And so it's all that internalized shame and powerlessness and unworthiness. And that comes out. And then, of course, in our nervous system, anxiety. I mean, anxiety is just another nice, acceptable word for fear. It's fear. <laughs> it's, that's what it is. Um, yeah. And, what, you know, what
0: exactly is happening to the fear when you're experiencing anxiety?
1: Well, it's, it's just a way it's trying to, it's trying to release, it's trying to have an outlet. But, you know, I think, um, I think I quote there, that 42% of, of Americans um, take some kind of, you know, medication for, you know, mood disorders. And that was probably four, four years ago. So, you know, what do we do when we feel a lot of anxiety is, you know, well, we probably don't, but most people <laughs> will take a pill, you know? Yeah. Um, and the thing is that the, it's like trying to come out to be healed, to be seen, to be loved mm-hmm. because that place of fear just needs the love. It's like these are all of the places within us, sometimes we call them the shadow, that that are unresolved, that are coming up to consciousness to be loved, to be accepted to be transformed. Hmm. But we don't know that. So we panic. And then we panic because there's more fear, more anxiety. And, you know, and and sometimes I mean, I've had a lot of, um, you know, issues in, in, in my body, where okay. fear and terror are really dysregulated, you know, it dysregulates our whole nervous system, hormonal system you know, it can be scary. I'm not saying that it's all, you know, just, oh, it's fear. Let's just breathe through it. I mean, it's right. not that easy, you know, yeah. and sometimes when we're hitting these places where we really feel like we're dying. I mean, I was in that, you know, I was in that experience. And so, you know, during my most intense healing of, you know, that whole trauma with the near death experience, I, you know, I mean, I had, very physical symptoms that were really scary, you know, like the heart racing, you know, out of control and, you know, shaking in the body. I mean, for hours, I had all of these trauma responses that, you know, if you don't really know what's going on, it's it's very scary. And it's not easy always to move through, you know, these um, levels of tra- of trauma. But going back, I just want to go back to what you were saying about intimacy and relationships. It's imagine that you're trying to You know, have this intimate conversation or union with someone else and you have all of that unresolved within you. I mean, that's what's going to come up when you, when you start to kind of really dive into these deep places. And if there's no, um, you know, space for that from the other person, if they don't know what's going on, if you don't know what's going on, so then you just kind of, you know, close it back up because all of this fear, you know, our anxiety mm-hmm. comes up and we don't know what to do with it. And then we got right, So the shame person's interacting
0: with your fear and your subconscious <laughs> behaviors are not really interacting with you. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And vice versa. And then we start to see things through those lenses until we, you know, we clear them, right? We clear them you know and sometimes um a lot of things clear all at once and you know i do i do these um the groups and when we do the group work um these embodied practices you know like 20 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day where you could do a connection it's like just a connection to start to recalibrate you know like people do yoga every morning which is wonderful yeah and and that's good in, in and of itself but if we were to do that, but with a deeper understanding of, oh, okay, I'm going to connect with my essence, and I'm going to breathe, and start your day that way, you know, with these like 20 minute of this embodied practice, that we can, it's almost like fine tuning, or when, you know, people do meditation also, but stuff that you could use your voice, you know, to, to um connect with your essence, right? Because our voice. Yeah, is-
0: I, I actually really wanted to to touch on that, too. I know, you put a lot of emphasis on feminine expression and um right. and but i don't think you know that that's sort of this whole new concept that people have no idea like i feel like singing painting dancing that's all been hobbies you know for the past right hundreds of years or something and so can you can you you know tell tell my listeners about what it actually does for you and how it connects you to your essence
1: yeah so so part of that is like even using your voice for example um i think for women You know, using our voice and speaking and standing in our truth, you know, has been something that has been really shut down because it it meant, you know, maybe not surviving, right? Being persecuted by things that we said, um, or even connecting. See, this is the whole thing with women that we have been persecuted in the past thousands of years, you know, and all of that comes through, you know, into the present. All of that is in our in, in our conditioning that we might be feeling now. And so, you know, so connecting to our essence, to our truth is a scary thing. It really is a scary thing. You know, it's almost like we feel like we're doing something wrong and, mm. you know, maybe we shouldn't because, you know, something bad's going to happen, you know, and all of these yeah. old conditioning come up and, you know, they might not be logical. Yeah, it reminds
0: world. me of of when I went bungee jumping <laughs> and my my survival instincts were like, don't jump. Exactly. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so it's sort of the same
1: thing, right? Right, so it's the same thing. And so again, breaking through those habits little by little, little by little. Um and using our voice because it's really about reclaiming our voice, right? Reclaiming our voice on all levels. That's what that's what really the healing is about. And and what is our voice? It's an expression of that Divinity of that. I mean, we are consciousness expressing itself, right? And so, you know, part of this reclaiming is reclaiming our creativity, and our creativity, and our the unique qualities that we bring into this incarnation, which may look completely different than the next person.
0: Yeah. Why is it important to connect to your creativity?
1: Yeah, because it's 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 what we're bringing through this lifetime. And we each have, you know, our our own creative signature, you know, like our essence, like our soul brings through these creative signatures. But what has happened is if we if we don't look like the mass, you know, culture out there again, you know, patriarchy, it's like, you know, they want to put us in this little square, but we want to be a circle or we want to be a triangle or we want to, you know, so So part of really reclaiming our voice is reclaiming, you know, what, what lights us up? What brings us joy? So part of, again, going back, that creativity is to connect with our joy, right? So that we could start to orient, not from that fear and survival, as you well said early on, right? Because we've been orienting from fear and survival. We want to orient from our heart. We want to orient from joy. And we can't do joy. We can't even connect to joy if we're doing something in the outer world that we hate, you know, or that we feel like, Oh, I have to do this because, you know, they're going to criticize me or this or that. You know, we're doing it under, under those, you know, um, ideas and we, we won't get, we won't be able to connect to our joy. So it's about daring to, speak our truth live our truth and and seeing what that is even exploring we have to explore it we might not even know consciously because we might have
0: not yeah i would say most people don't
1: most people don't i have a a short little story i you know till i was 15 14 really i was very musically inclined on all levels i mean i did piano i did orchestra i did guitar i did voice i did you name it <laughs> i did it and it was very clear that that was what brought me joy what i loved and then there was this big something really big a big change happened and um at that age and there was another kind of like fallout traum- traumatic fallout at that age and i suppressed i suppressed all of my musical inclinations till like maybe like a couple of years ago when I started to pick up the drum again, you know, to, and then, and then the voice. And I remember with the voice like that, I even wanted to be a singer when I grew up, but I, it wasn't, you know, that trauma like really kind of repressed all of that, you know, repressed it so deeply that I wouldn't even allow myself to actually connect with um, voice or even using voice for any of the healing work, I wouldn't even allow myself that because it was all very intertwined with, um, you know, trauma and something bad's going to happen, and you know, and or maybe I don't get to have this, or maybe right. that's too like, much to ask for. Yeah, it, it reminds you know? me of
0: like a sense of worthiness that's so important yes, to, exactly. to create, and it was
1: so connected with the with that trauma that um, that I buried it that I buried it. And, and when I finally like, you know, came through, it was like such a shock that, I mean, I was like crying for like two days straight. I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe like I forgot this because it wasn't safe because it wasn't safe. And, you know, and now I'm like, you know, bringing in song and bringing in, you know, this whole voice, which I feel is so important you know to the healing work right and it is part of the healing it's part of our expression wow. um and so in all of our groups now we do toning and we do the drumming and i even and with the drum you know depending on your date of birth there's a whole i ching you know hexagram there's a particular drumming rhythm for each person on the based on this where the sun is and the day of the birth where the moon is it's kind of cool and they can learn that rhythm and do it for themselves mm-hmm. that's part of that you know, recalibration every day. Um, yeah, and I think it's, we forget, and then it's not safe, you know? And I think part of our journey is, is reestablishing the safety, the safety with the divine, the real safety, not safety on out, anything outside of ourselves. And then from there, letting everything, it's like freeing ourselves to really be who we're here to be, wh- whatever that looks like. You know, and it doesn't have to be anything huge and big and you know, thousands of people, it could just be in your relationship. It could be, you know, as a parent, it could, you know, it's just freeing yourself. It's like that inner freedom, you know, to be your true essence.
0: Right. Yeah. Cause then if you do feel that freedom to be that true essence, then fear does not exist in any exactly. Of, like it could be exactly. in your relationship or at work or right. with your family yeah. or whatever that is.
1: And, you know, and having said that fear might come and go, but it doesn't, it, it's not the core of your reality anymore. So it's able to, you're able to move through it. Mm. It doesn't control you in the same way. I mean, we're always going to have, you know, we live in this duality, you know, where we have our humanness, you know, we have our emotional body, we're going to feel Grief, sadness, you know, all of these different Yeah.
0: I'm really glad I'm really glad you brought this up because a lot of people wait till there's no fear to do things. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> and, right. No. And, no. It's um,
1: a feel the fear mm-hmm. and then and then go deeper and see what, you know, what the wisdom is. And and you can feel the wisdom. You can feel um the wisdom in your body. Like it's like this visceral GPS, I call it, right? I think you probably Read about that. And it's like,
0: yes,
1: (laughs) you know, you know, it's like, oh, which direction do I take? A or B, you know? And if you decide from your head, well, that probably won't, you know, be part of your true, you know, alignment. It's like you have to go deeper and you have to go through the emotions Mm -hmm. first and then, and then land in your essence. And it's like, okay, you know, and you'll know it's like, the minute you'll bring it up and you'll say, Okay, do I take this path or this path? And it's like it just it just lights up and it's like, yes. You know, it's like you'll get a yes, right? I'm sure you talk about this and you'll know. Yeah. But you have to move through the emo- the mental body and the emotional body first because you'll get all sorts of answers there and they're not really in your true alignment with your with your soul's direction.
0: Right. Yeah. Yes. So good. Um and it's <laughs> such a perfect segue to this last thing that I wanted to mention, which is something that was really new for me when we started working together, is that the first place that you would take me to is my heart. Right. You'd say, what's there? You know, connect to your heart. What's there? Um, it was It was honestly like, you know, we, we talk about, you know, li- living with our heart forward and going by what's in our heart. But this was totally new. This wasn't just heart in, in the sense of like follow your passion and, and what you love. But it was, it was just like really getting present to what was in my heart. Right. Why is that the entryway to the work?
1: Right. So, yeah. So the heart, you know, it's interesting because I had a lot of questions about the heart. A lot of the spiritual paths, the Sufi path or the yogic path or the Vedic path, you know, a lot of them bring you through the heart. The, the, the understanding is that through the heart you can act too your divinity, you know, your your soul, your spirit and then greater spirit or great mother source, etc. So the heart is like it's like the 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 doorway, the portal. However, you know, I always had this same this question around. I think it's it's really interesting. It's really important to distinguish because the heart is also where we feel you know, emotions, like where we feel sadness and grief and clearly our spirit you know doesn't know loss because our spirit our soul is you know the the spirit aspect of our soul is is in oneness so there's no separation so it's really our humanity that feels lost so i you know i always kind of toggled with that a little bit like okay but if it's our heart then you know how can we you know be in separation in our heart and like you said follow the passion what you love and so of course we have many desires Um, and some, you know, when we tune in deeper, they, it's not about following every single desire because that's not always in alignment. So what I, what I've realized is that our heart, our heart has the ability to experience our humanity, right? So our heart will feel the feelings, the heart will feel the sadness and the grief and and the fear, right? So our heart, our heart will—it's almost like the first place that we that we can connect with what's there. But our heart also has the ability to be the entryway into the deeper dimensions, into the into our spiritual or divine dimension. So the heart is both. It's like it could face—you know, this would be say—it could face outward, or and it turns. And it could face the divine. Mm. And, and that meaning that it can face. So when it's facing outward, it's like we're feeling, you know, we're feeling the feelings of how it is to be on this planet when we're disconnected <laughs> from the deeper reality, right? Just our humanity. But if we if we stay, if we we go in through the heart and we feel the feelings, right? We feel it's like we bring awareness and consciousness because that's the other thing our consciousness is really important it's like what we focus on what we bring awareness to expands right that's the saying what we bring right. our consciousness to expanse so we want to make room most of the time when we feel fear or grief or sadness that you know it's like oh we feel a little and then we kind of you know get busy do something else because it's you know it can be overwhelming so we're continuously kind of repressing in a way. Hmm. Maybe yeah. even for later, but we're repressing, mm-hmm. right? We don't live in a in a world that says, "Okay, well, let's wake up and just, you know, feel what you're feeling today." You know, that's not <laughs> right. Alarm, like if right?
0: if the person in front of you and the at the target line is taking too long, it's not okay for you to scream to let out your anger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it might never be okay to actually act out your feelings, but at least this internal dialogue of acceptance. So, so we have to kind of land first, you know, it's like just become aware, you know, so much of that we've shut down and we kind of like function, you know, like from our neck up, you know, just maybe even from our chin up, you know, in our heads, right? And, 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 and we're, we're actually, you know, rewarded for that, you know, from working from our minds. So our heart going back to our heart, so we start there because the heart is also the hologram of all of what's going on in your body as well. So it has the ability to really connect with your emotional body and your sensations in your body and just feel it's like just, you know, I mean, doing that alone is, is a whole exercise in itself, just feeling like what's present right now, like right this second for everyone. It's like what You know, it's like taking a minute to drop into your heart without any judgment, (laughs) without any like, oh, it should be this way or it should be that way. It's like just accepting it all. And then from there, as we start to breathe into it, it starts to shift because a lot of what we need and what we're needy for is the love. So we're breathing into it. We're actually loving it. We're actually bringing that acceptance and attention and that yeah and that attention that compassion without judgment and saying it's okay oh look i feel a little oh you know i'm still angry at that thing that happened two weeks ago and it's like oh it wants to be acknowledged and then it's brought into the light it's like it merges with the light consciousness right with the love light consciousness is love another another word for it so and then through that, we can go deeper. And then we start to go through into the deeper dimension of, of that spiritual dimension I was talking about. And we do that also through the body, right? So the body holds all of these memories, not just this lifetime, but past lifetimes. It's all right there. And of course, we always set an intention because the intention is like, what would you like to do in this? You know, even when we do the groups so we do, you know, it's like I want I want to experience more love, more trust. You know, what do you want to invite in? Because believe it or not, all the consciousness in your body is listening to that. And it kind of orchestrates to bring up whatever's in the way for you to actually receive that. Wow. Yeah.
0: It's very wow, beautiful that's, that is so beautiful yeah that it's such a beautiful way of putting it because I was definitely calling in more love and opening my heart right before working with you and so all the symptoms came up to heal <laughs> everything that needed to be healed in order for me to right. open up to receive more love right. but which I didn't yeah. know was to be love you know and at the time exactly. I was like I'm not opening myself to get love but really it was the realization that I am love right
1: Right. And those, and all of those things that came up, um, and that do come up are usually ways that we have judged ourselves, that we have made ourselves wrong, but they're unconscious. And we've done that, um, through the conditioning, you know, how we've been raised or, you know, again, you know, in the lineage or past life stuff, you know, how women have, you know, it's like we've taken on that collective wrongness. <laughs> And kind of, you know, stuffed it away so we don't have to look at it. And so we could like function, right? And then it's like little by little, it's like taking all of these places out of the closet, you know? And maybe if we, if we take too long and, 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 and it's been there too long, maybe it might turn into, you know, like you said, really bad anxiety or reproductive or UTIs. UTIs are so common. I mean, it's unbelievable and, and recurring chronic UTIs. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's, it, all it wants is your love and you are, and we are capable of giving it to that place that needs it with, which is another aspect of ourselves, but we, you know, we're not, we don't know that we have to learn that we have to learn that and we have to become that. And, um, that's why we're the medicine. It's a whole, the bottom line is any outer relationship is really a reflection of the the relationship with yourself. Yeah. That's the bottom line.
0: Mm. <laughs> That's a perfect, perfect timing for a bottom line. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for this oh, you're welcome. beautiful conversation. Okay. I just, every time I hear you talk, I just get so inspired and I want to learn more. And Aww. yeah, it just, it reminds me that sometimes all it takes is to Quiet the mind and ask my body like you know, just notice exactly. what in my body feels tight or or out of alignment, and then just getting curious to see, oh, what's there? And the answers come up.
1: Right. And don't yeah. forget your breath. The breath, our breath is like this gift that we have uh, it's like really the, you know, the love, <laughs> practical love coming in. You know, the essence of love, it's in our breath too. So until we can connect with our own essence. We're receiving the breath. We're receiving the love right into those places that are in pain and separation. And it's really that
0: simple. Yeah. Thank you. So how can everyone reach out to you to work with you? How can they find out about your um, school of Conscious Feminine Medicine or your circles? How can they yes, find thank out you.
1: More? So ConsciousFeminineMedicine.com is really the core place. Um, I'm going to be doing some, we're going to be launching um, a program to connect with the, seminate, the seven embodiments of our feminine soul, which is like the healer and the love and the bliss and the, um, the manifester, right? The creativity. And um, because we are all of that, we are that. And so connecting with all of the archetypes. And so I do groups, you know, and a lot of our groups are also, um, based on what you can pay, you know, it's flexible. It's a non-for-profit organization that that I opened up and, um, yeah. And then we also have like Saturday morning embodiments and then we do privates, but our privates are, my privates are very limited, mm-hmm. but I do do privates. Um, and I work with people online and of course in, in our office in South Florida, But, yeah, they can find most of the information on ConsciousFeminineMedicine.com.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Thank Thank you you. so much. It was so great to talk.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Appreciate it. All right. Much love.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of Commitment Phobe. If this episode left an impact on you, please share with friends, family, loved ones, ex-lovers, the people in your life who you think would benefit from listening to these conversations. If you're curious about the kind of work that I do as an intuitive coach, head on over to my website, www.taniamilgram.com, where you can learn more about what I do with my one-on-one coaching clients, group coaching programs, and you can set up a discovery call with me to see how I can be of support to you. You could also follow me on instagram on my handle at tonight melgram i'm always posting content about what i'm up to and new insights new learnings that i'm getting along my journey and please head over to itunes and leave a five-star review if you like what you heard so together we can start changing the conversation we're having about intimacy and commitments thanks again for tuning in and i'll see you next week